Well, we're at West Gym, campus of Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota. We're ready to jump back into the MIC Conference as the Carleton Knights are hosting Hamlin Pipers. Everybody along the scorer's table here is reminiscing about a season ago when it looked like Hamlin had the game in the bag and Carleton came storming back and really kind of stole that one away. Well, actually, they didn't steal it away. Hamlin kind of gave it away at the end of that contest. It was just a, an amazing game. Everything had to fall perfectly for Carlton to win that game as Hamlin, with under 10 seconds to go, had a couple possession lead and ended up losing on a three-pointer at the buzzer by the Carlton Knights. Hamlin comes into this matchup with a 5-5 five and five overall record. They have the same record that Carlton does in the conference, 3-2. and two. Carlton is 6-4 and four overall. The Knights are three and one here at home. They're two and two away, one and one on a neutral floor. The Hamlin University Pipers come into this game three and one at home. They're two and two on the road and 0 oh and two on a neutral floor. So a couple of evenly matched teams. When you look at the statistics, Carlton averaging 72.7. Hamlin averaging 70.3. Defensively, the Knights giving up 69.1. That's a little misleading. I say that because the last two opponents they played can really score. And the Hamlin Pipers are giving up 68 points per game. Carlton coming off a loss. Last time we saw them at Bethany College in Mankato. They fell... Eighty-seven to seventy-one. They won eighty-seven to eighty-one over the University Northwestern St. Paul in this gym on the thirteenth of December. That was our last home game, and two days later they traveled to Mankato and lost right before the holiday break, eighty-seven to seventy-one. Luke Harris, the junior from Piedmont, California, the point guard of the Carlton Knights, is just fifty points away from a thousand. We, of course, don't wish any injuries on him. Barring that, he will get to that 1,000 points in the not-too-distant future. At this point, he is second in the league in scoring, averaging 21.5 points per game. He's second in assists. He's first in steals per game. He's fourth in assists-to-turnover ratio. He is seventh in rebounds. Very good rebounding guard. His 74-4, his 7-4-4 free throw percentage is 12th in the MIC Conference. Matt Banovitz ranks number one in free throw percentage. He's got to get him there more. 93% on the season at the free throw line. He's third in steals per game. His fourth in three-pointers made per game. He's sixth in rebounds. He's ninth in points. He's 10th in three-point field goal percentage, and he's tied for 15th in blocks. Alex Gibbons ranks 10th in steals. He's 15th in blocks. He's 19th in three-point field goals made per game. Spencer Getz ranks 5th in rebounds per game. He's 12th in assists. He's 9th in steals. Luke Harris, we already mentioned him. Sam Colney, the freshman, is 4th in blocks per game. He's 10th in field goal percentage. At 52%, he's 17th in steals, and he's 25th in rebounds. Carlton right now averaging just over nine turnovers a game. That's the fourth best in terms of not turning the ball over, right, in the country in Division Three this season. The top 
four. They're ranked fourth, fourth fewest for turnovers. The Hamlin Pipers come into this game. Let's see here. Turnovers, they have 111. They're a minus 20 in the turnover ratio. Carlton is a minus 36. In other words, their opponent has turned the ball over 36 more times than they have. One of the reasons why they've been successful here in the early going. So we're anticipating a really good game here tonight. Brought to us by Amesbury Truth, Carleton College, Federated Mutual Insurance. Also makes our Carleton broadcasts possible here on the mighty 920. On the AM dial, 97.9 FM in the Northfield area. Should be able to pick us up, 97.9 FM. And, of course, worldwide via streaming over the Internet at kdhlradio.com on our free kdhl app if you do not have that yet download it it's absolutely free wherever you get your apps and you want to put it on all your mobile devices so you have it at your disposal wherever you are you can listen to any carlton game if you're in florida or if you're in europe or if you're in japan or if you're well might even be on Mars. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops lifelong learners. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Elsewhere around the MIC conference tonight, the St. Olaf Oles are at home. They're hosting the league-leading St. John's Johnnies. St. John's is 6-0 and in the Mayak coming into tonight. They're 8-3 overall. Gustavus is 5-0 and in the league. They're 6-4 and overall. Then Concordia, Bethel. Carlton, Hamlin are all three and two. St. Olaf is three and three. McAllister is two and four. Augsburg is one and five. St. Mary's is one and six. And St. Scholastica has not won an MIC conference game. As I said, tonight St. Olaf is hosting St. John's across the river here. St. Mary's in Winona has Augsburg coming to their place. Those are 7 o'clock starts, 7.30 tonight. So I'm guessing they're ladies, gentlemen, doubleheaders. Bethel is at St. Scholastica. And at 7.45 tonight, Concordia is at Gustavus Adolphus. Both teams have gone down to their respective locker rooms before they come back up. Getting final instructions in this one. Saturday will be at Concordia in Moorhead. Cobber started the season on fire. Remember, they started the year five and zero. They're now seven and two, and they're three and two, just like Carlton is in MIC conference play. But obviously, a much improved Concordia Cobber team, and they're always tough to beat up there. So we're looking forward to heading up there. A 3 o'clock tip-off will get underway about 2.45 here on KDHL. And, again, if you're listening anywhere in the world, you can get 
our free KDHL app downloaded on your favorite mobile device and to tune in that way. On Saturday, this Hamlin team is at home against Augsburg. These are all 3 o'clock starts. St. John's is at St. Scholastica. Bethel's at Gustavus Adolphus. And McAllister is at St. Mary's. Next Wednesday, the Carlton Knights travel to McAllister. We're going to weigh about 6.45 next Wednesday. St. Mary's is at Gustavus on the 10th of January. St. John's at Bethel. St. Scholastica at Hamlin. And St. Olaf entertains Concordia on January the 10th. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to look on the schedule. And uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say until I look at the schedule. Because I don't want to be wrong. Yep, I'm right. I'm right. Next Saturday, we'll be making a long trip again, going to Winona for a St. Mary's game. So it's Concordia this weekend. Next weekend, it's St. Mary's. And then on the 27th, the College of St. Scholastica, the three long road trips all in the in the middle of winter in January when uh, weather can be kind of iffy, if you know what I mean, here in Minnesota. We have not had, well, we got a little dusting, I guess. We got about an inch of snow, at least where I live in Faribault, Minnesota. I don't think Northfield got quite as much as, as we did around New Year's Eve is when we got that inch. We had some freezing drizzle. Actually, I was in Northfield on New Year's Eve, and it was kind of an interesting drive home. There was freezing rain going on. So there has been some winter weather, but not much. It was a brown Christmas here. The one time I want white, it's at Christmas, but, you know, you don't always get what you want. Hamlin's back on the floor. Warming up on the hoop to my right. The Carlton Knights will be warming up on the hoop to my left. The awesome Carlton logo is at midcourt. The shield of the helmet is in gold. And there's blue. It says NCAA on each of the sidelines. The NCAA logo. It says Carlton. On the end line of the basket that Carlton's going toward here in the first half. And it says Knights on the floor on the end line. Both of the mats are Carlton in gold on the blue mats. Maize and blue, of course. I shouldn't say gold, it's maize. Maize and blue are the school colors of the Carlton Knights. They're in their home whites tonight. While Hamlin is in their road dark uniforms. Maroon. And black. I think gray is officially part of their color scheme, but I don't see any, I guess you could call the outline of the numbers gray. As they are practicing on the hoop to my right. So we'll see if these teams have got any rust from the layoff. I'm guessing they probably got back and have had at least one practice coming into this game. And I guess I don't know that for sure. Again, Luke Harris in 59 games has scored 950 points. That's pretty efficient. Hamlin's leading scorer is Bradley Simperman. 
He has played in eight games, started eight games. He's averaging 30 minutes a game. 51% shooting for the field, 39% from trade land. He has 13 threes in eight games. He is 37 of 48 from the free throw line. That's 77%. He averages four rebounds to go along with his 20-point-per-game average. He has fouled out a game. Has eight assists in eight games. 20 turnovers in eight games. Has blocked four shots and had four steals. Austin Holt is their second-leading scorer. He's started nine games. Also shooting very well, 52% from the field. He's got four threes. He's 34 of 47 from the free throw line. Leads the team in rebounds with 9.3. He has 29 assists in his nine games, 26 turnovers. He has one block, 16 steals, and is averaging 13.8 per game. Mick Worley, who has started 10 games, averaged 26 minutes a game is averaging 10 points or just under that 9.8 he's averaging about five rebounds and he's 19 of 24 from the free throw line this hamlin team does a good job of attacking the rack tell that by looking at the stats carlton just to give you an idea has attempted 163 free throws in their 10 games the hamlin university pipers have attempted 189 in their 10 games they have scored an average of 13 points per game at the free throw line and the Carlton Knights have averaged just under 13 points at 12.6 Carlton has traditionally been very good at not fouling a lot always been among the nation's leaders in that category and you always see two or three teams out of the MIC conference that end up in that statistic right of not fouling as both teams are lining up here, getting ready for the national anthem.
Students just got back to campus here. This was their first day of classes at Carleton. We got a pretty good crowd on hand. Students still filing in. As the Hamlin Pipers and the Carleton Knights get ready to do battle. Austin Holt is at the center circle. He is a 6'6 junior from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. And they've been having the freshman Coling jumping here. We'll see if that continues. It looks like that's going to continue for Carlton. Sam Coling, the freshman. He's from Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's 6'5". The official steps in and we're underway. Tap controlled by Carlton. As Gibbons gets it to Luke Harris. The Signal to play on his left hand. Dribbles to his left. Hands it off to Banavets across the floor. Gibbons gets it to Getz. Getz free throw line extended right. Coling went through the lane. Looked like he might have been open. Gibbons gets it in the corner now. 11 seconds on the shot clock. Getz gets it back out. The ball's deflected. Six seconds. There's five seconds. Four. Three. They better hurry. Here it comes at the buzzer. Not a great possession there for the Knights. I don't know that that's the shot that they wanted. And we're a minute into the game. Hamlin got the ball. Holt under the basket. Tries to go through a cutting man. There's a three at the top of the key. And that one's bang. Hit by Mick Worley, the junior. 6-6 from Shakopee. And it's 3-0 Hamlin right out of the gate. As Luke Harris brings the ball up. Looks to dribble penetrate. Pass it in the corner. Here's a three left side. It's no good. Rebound taken down. Three was taken by Gibbons. And Hamlin's going to come back the other way. And there's a in and out. Back in again. Three by Worley. His second triple. And they're red hot to start the game. Here at West Hume. Luke Harris in the right corner. It's going to end up being Hamlin's ball. Up 6 nothing. Here's another three by Worley. It's an air ball. Rebound taken down by Hamlin. Holt under the basket. Lost the handle on the ball. It's stolen away by Carlton. They've started stone cold here. As Harris dribbles to the top of the key. Hands it off. Gets. Takes a couple of dribbles, uses up those dribbles, gets it behind him to Banovets. Banovets will loop it in the lane. Gibbons fakes left, goes right, shoots the shot, scores. About a five-footer. And it's 6-2 as Carlton gets on the board. That's right, they get on the board. 
17.43 to go in this first half at 6-2. Hamlin Pipers. Here's another triple. It's no good. Rebound taken out by Luke Harris. Harris is off to the races. He's on that right wing. Passes it to Getz. Who turns the corner and gets it back to Harris. Harris goes in the lane. Loops it up off glass and scores. He is so good at that. And a steal by Gibbons on the inbounds pass. Harris gets a layup. And all of a sudden, we're tied at six. Three field goals for Carlton and two threes for Hamlin. And we're tied at six. A couple of turnovers by Hamlin already here early, and that's what killed him a year ago. Here's a triple left side. It's good. Man, are they red hot. As Sam Hoffman, the sophomore 6'3 from Farmington, hit that one from darn near Dundas. As the handoff goes to Coling, the freshman gets it back to Luke Harris. Harris, the junior, dribbles a couple times left between the legs. I'll pass it on the left side. They go all the way back door to Getz, right under the basket. He scores. Good awareness that time. Nice assist, and it's 9-8 Pipers, thanks to their three triples. They have been red hot from three-point range. Holt traveled. They didn't call it. He goes down the lane. The ball's blocked by Coling. And Harris is going to come back the other way. Harris brings it across midcourt. Goes to that right corner. Bounces it to Banavets. Sort of on the block. He kind of been pushed off of it. Banavets wants to get his way to the bat. Oh, nice move by Banavets. Got the man back down and just a little right-handed shot off glass. Carlton has their first lead, 10-9 at 15-52. As the Hamlin Pipers continue to run their offense, which obviously consists of a lot of threes here early. That's all they've had. Three threes. They're looking to open one up right now. There's another one. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Banovets. You know the old saying, you live by the three, you die by the three. As Harris brings the ball up, right wing. Up the sideline. He'll pass it to Getz. Back to Harris. Harris at the... Oh, and a nice pass by Harris. And another terrific pass by Getz. Terrific passing by Carlton. That was awesome. Absolutely awesome. There were two terrific passes there. Harris to Getz. And, and just an outstanding pass. As good balance here by Carlton to start. Four points for Harris. Two for Banovets. Two for Gibbons. And two for Getz. Just terrific ball movement there. 12-9, Carlton leads it. 15-17 to go as Coach Hayes took a timeout. Was Jim a longtime assistant under Guy Cullen here for many years? I think it was nine years that he was here at Carlton. Just a great guy. I was so happy that he got that head job at Hamlin, which is where he went to school. He's from Rochester. I think he went to Mayo High School, if I remember right. Played on some good teams there. And he is in his 11th season at Hamlin. Boy, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Pass goes in the lane. Holt goes. Reverse layup. Missed it. Foul's going to be called, I think, on Coling. Yep. No, it's not going to be on Coley. They called the foul on Chuck Sweat, who had checked in during the timeout. Chuck is a 6'4 senior from Glencoe, Illinois. It's 
So Hamlin will inbound the ball under their own basket down by 3-12-9. And Carlton trying to ratchet up the defense here. In the lane, the travel. Another turnover. It's Hamlin's Daniel McCarroll. He's a junior, 6'3", from Stillwater. Went to St. Croix Prep. It traveled. And the Hamlin Pipers already have three turnovers. Getz gets it out front to Sweat. Dribbles to his right. He'll hand it off to Harris. Harris dribbles, bounces it out. Top of the key, it's Getz. There's seven seconds on the shot clock. Harris is dribbling four seconds three gets in the lane tries to throw up a shot gets his miss goes back up and they say there's a shot clock violation so that was an empty possession for the Knights 12-9 they roll in the ball this early in the game <laughs> as McCarroll brings it up passes it over to Bradley Simperman the junior it's been kind of quiet here early. Here's a picking of a pocket of Simperman. He was going to drive to the basket. Harris has it. Another turnover, the fourth one. Pass in the corner. Sweat's going to shoot the three. It's almost banked in. Rebound put back up. It's no good. Miles Fritch, point blank, couldn't get it to go down. Still 12-9 Carlton. Bounce pass to Simperman. Wants to bully his way to the basket. Throws up the shot. Comes up short. Rebound taken down by Harris. Harris with a left-handed, right-handed waist-high dribble. Brings it across midcourt. At the volleyball attack line, a little skip in his step. And we're going to have a foul away from the ball on Hamlin, I think. So the foul is called on McCarroll. Banovitz is going to check back in. Harris is going to have a breather. The freshman Coling is going to sit down. And in the game for the Carlton Knights is Gabriel Cummings, the 6-2 sophomore from Long Beach, California. Cummings looks, looks, pass it underneath. They get it in the corner to Banavets for three. Bottom of the net. A swish for Banavets. It's 15-9 Carlton. They've gone on a big-time run here. They were down 9-6 at one point. Actually, they're down 6 nothing at one point. Going in the lane, pass comes top of the key. Here's a triple, and it's good. Another triple by Worley. That's his third one, and it's 15-12. 4 nothing in points off turnovers. Carlton here, and that's their three-point lead there. Banovich looking to get to the basket. Lots of contact. Fadeaway is an air ball. It's saved in bounds off of Hamlin. It'll be Carlton's ball. And I think they call him foul to add insult to injury there for Hamlin. Sam Hoffman gets called for a foul, the young man from Farmington. 15-12 is their score. Carlton leads it. Cummings swings it over to Gibbons. Top of the key, it's Banavet. Swings it over to Fritch. Fritch back top of the key to Cummings. Dribbles to his right. They hedge out on him. Banavitz was open there for an instant. Fritch did a dribble to his right. Seven seconds, six seconds on the shot clock. Sweat straight on three, no good. Rebound back tapped, and I think they're going to call a foul on Carlton. Boy, I don't know about that. Carlton, 
Miles French gets called for the foul. Both of them were in the air, extended, trying to tap the ball. And the official said he got him on the arm. So, in left to right on your radio dial goes Hamlin here in the first half. Here's another turnover. Banovitz throws it ahead to Fritch. Layup is no good, but he's fouled. Boy, oh boy, Hamlin's got turnover-itis. That's their fifth one. As Fritch will go to the free throw line, Carlton has just one turnover in this game. Fritch is a 6-1 senior from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and hits the free throw. Where's number two on the back of his uniform? Carlton shooting 50% for the field, 44% for Hamlin. As he missed the second one, Banovitz gets the rebound back to Fritch. Fritch gets it on the block, Gibbons. Gibbons goes under the basket, missed the layup. He thought he was fouled from behind. But no call, obviously, as Hamlin brings the ball up. Looks like Texas Longhorns thrown by uh, Ebel on the floor here. Brendan Ebel, the 6'3 sophomore from Farmington. They bounce it on the block. Quick move to the baseline. Gibbons shuts him off, and he still gets the layup. Does McCarroll. 16-14, Carlton. They're up 15-9. <laughs> a blink ago. Here's a left-handed layup. Left side by Gibbons. Coach Hayes thought that there was a travel in there. As they swing it over to McCarroll for three, bang! Another one. That's their fifth three. And it's 7-18-17, Carlton up by a scant point. Here's Banovitz, he'll shoot a three, bang! It's good. So Banovitz hits his second triple, and it's 21-17. As Holt's getting ready to check back in here for the Hamlin Pipers. And off goes to McCarroll. But a grievous. Oh my, they call the foul on Gibbons. He was kind of careless with the ball there, and they, they call him for a foul. Colling's going to check back in. Fritch is going to sit down. Sweat's going to sit down. Getz is back in. 10 minutes, 57 seconds to go till halftime. Carlton leads it 21 17. They were down 6 nothing early. Pass. Holt back in the game for Hamlin. Will hand it off to Simperman. Dribbles to his left. Pass on the right wing. They look to dribble, penetrate. And the layup is good. As scoring was Ebel. He's from Farmington, 6'3 sophomore. Brendan Ebel. Cummings has the ball for Carlton. Dribbles to his right. He's still dribbling. Gets it out front to Coling. Coling dribbles to his right, switches to the left, gets it out front now to Getz, back to Coling, fakes the three, gets it on the wing. Now they have it to Getz, six seconds on the shot clock. Getz has to kind of force up a shot and makes it from about eight feet. 23-19, that was a, a good shot considering the shot clock was winding down. Zeebel gets it to Holt, Holt swings it on the right side. They get it back top of the key now. Now Holt. He's going to dribble to his left, get it on the left corner. They get it back to Holt. Little give and go action. He scoops it up and misses. Rebound taken down by Banovets. Over to Cummings. Cummings up the far sideline with a left-handed waist-tied dribble. Passes it in the right corner to Gibbons. Back to Cummings at the volleyball attack line. He'll swing it to Getz. Turns to face the basket. He'll take 
A dribble, nice bounce pass to Cummings. Missed the layup. The ball was blocked. It's 23-19. Holtz comes flying down the lane and gets a layup. And they call a foul, too. Foul's going to be on Getz. Luke Harris is going to check back in. Cummings is going to have a seat. Dominic Dossman is in for Hamlin as the free throw makes it a three-point play and the Knights have a 1.23-22 lead as Luke Harris brings the ball up, bounces it to Gibbons. He'll hand it off to Coling. Coling goes toward the basket, had the ball knocked away. He'll do the reverse layup and score after the ball got knocked away. 25-22, Carlton. Dribbling the ball up the floor there for Hamlin is Raul Vida. He's a freshman, six feet from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Holt, one dribble, hands it off. Reversing course is Simperman. They've done a nice job on him here early. He's their leading scorer, and he has not done much. They lob it on the block to Holt. He gets it underneath. Missed the layup. Oh, my. All kinds of contact. As they were going for the ball, that was an awfully late whistle. As Dominic Dawsman gets called for the foul. It's 25-22, Carlton. Key difference has been turnovers here. And points in the paint. Carlton has 14 points in the paint. Of course, Hamlin's been shooting triples. 25-22. Luke Harris swings it to Gibbons on the left wing. Gets it to Getz at the free throw line. He'll shoot the shot from the free throw line. Misses it. Tried to get his own rebound, but missed it. Coming flying up the floor is Hamlin. He can tie it with a three. Simperman dribbles down the lane. Shoots it up. No good. Rebound tipped around. Tipped around. Banovitz grabs it with both those hands. I love it. Gets it over to Luke Harris. Harris across midcourt. In the corner to Getz. Back to Harris. Takes the three. Dribbles baseline. Goes up. Scores! Oh, they're going to say he didn't score. They say the foul happened before the shot. Foul's going to be on Raul Vidia or Vidia. Pass goes into Harris under the basket. Layup. He's so good around the basket. 27-22 and Luke Harris now with six points. Here's a shot from three. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Getz, and again, they had two hands above, and it's a turnover. Getz tried to get it to Harris, and Getz, with those quick hands, gets it right back. Another turnover for the Hamlin Pipers. They're sitting at six or seven. Coling goes in the lane, off glass, missed it. Rebound put back up and in by Getz on the other side. And Carlton is up by seven, 29-22. It's seven and a half minutes to go in the half. Just very efficient on offense. They're shooting... 52%, 47% 52%, 47% for Hamlin. Here's another three by the Pipers, keeping him in the game. As the three is keeping him in the game. Hoffman gets that triple, and it's a four-point game, 29-25. Approaching seven minutes to go in the half. Coling has the ball, swings it on the left wing to get it into Getz on the baseline. Left side of the hoop. Getz takes a few dribbles, now goes back to his left. 
He goes to Harris in the far corner. Harris loses the defender, shoots from 18, and swishes it. Coach Kershaw is going to take the time out here. Sweat and Cummings are going to check in. 6.49 to go here in the first half. Back up to a six-point lead. Carlton up on Hamlin, 31-25 here at Carlton College in Northfield, Federated Minnesota. Mutual Insurance Company is hiring in Owatonna and Mankato. Federated Insurance offers full training, competitive pay and benefits, plenty of room for growth, and an unmatched company culture. We are seeking talented professionals who are comfortable working with multiple computer systems and who have a strong attention to detail. No insurance experience is required. Join a company that values hard work and continues to thrive and grow. Learn more and apply now at federatedinsurance.com. Cody Kosfeld here at the KDHL Sports Microphone. We're in West Gym on the campus of Carleton College in Northfield, Minnesota. Tomorrow night we'll have boys hockey, the Faribault Falcons hosting the Albert Lee Tigers. We'll get underway about 7, 7.15, drop of the puck. I think, I think that's what I read. It's either 7.15 or 7. I think it's 7.15, drop of the puck. Friday night, we have boys basketball, Kenyon Wanamingo at New Richland, Hartland, Ellendale, Geneva. And then on Saturday afternoon, we'll be in Moorhead as the Hamlin Pipers, or excuse me, the Carlton Knights take on the Concordia Cobbers. That's on Saturday afternoon up in Cobber country, right on the North Dakota border. Three o'clock tip-off, we'll get underway about 2.45 with our pregame. As Hamlin will bring the ball up on the floor for Carlton are Fritch, Banavets, Cummings, Sweat, and Harris. As Hamlin, they've really done a nice job on this. Simperman, the leading scorer for the Hamlin Pipers here early. McCarroll will bounce it off glass. And it's 31-27. He was on the left side of the left side of the hoop and just uh, did a one-on-one move. Rich gets it over to Cummings. Harris swings it to Banavets. He'll bounce it on the baseline. Reverse layup is good by Sweat. Great execution on offense. Continues. 37 or 33-27. I love the ball movement here by Carlton. Remember they said before the break that was they haven't quite hit their stride offensively and. I'm sure Coach Kershaw likes what he sees here in this game so far. Is trying to dribble all the way down. They say it was touched by Hamlin as Harris wanted to go down the lane. Holt is back in the game and also checking in for the Hamlin University Pipers is Jake Veldman. He's in his fifth year. He's a 6-1 wing from Prior Lake, Minnesota. Here's a Banavets 18-footer. It rims off. Rebound. High in the air to get that one was Veldman. Melman pass it left side. A six-point Carlton lead right under the basket. Scoring is Worley. No three-pointer there. He took it right to the rim. And it's a four-point Carlton lead with five and a half minutes to go. Coach Hayes has to be happy that he's even in this with all the turnovers they've had. Seven of them. Carlton's had two. Sweat. Left side coming. Passes the top of the key. Fritz will take a long three. It's in and out. No good. Rebound taken down by Hamlin. I don't think that's the shot they wanted. The ball's poked away as the Piper was driving. Number eight turnover. Harris brings the ball back up in the lane. Does a spin. Throws it up to Sweat who scores off glass. 
That was an awesome play again by Coolhand Luke. It's 35 29. Holt got ahead of steam there for a second, gets it over to McCarroll. He'll bounce it back to Holt right on the basket. It's blocked by Banovets, but he fouled him in the process. No basket. Banovets did the gentlemanly thing and held him up. As Simperman getting ready to check back in. With four minutes and 44 seconds to go in this first half, it's 35-29. Carlton, as Holt is at the free throw line. Austin is a 6'6 junior from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and he swishes the free throw. Simperman averages just under 20 a game. And he is 0 for 3 from the field. He's only taken three shots, and he's their leading scorer. As Holt swishes both free throws, and it's back to a four-point lead for Carlton. Hamlin hanging around there. Points in the paint, 22-10 in favor of Carlton. Pass goes to Harris. He's in the paint. Kicks in the corner, Banovets. Back to Harris on the left wing outside the three-point line. He'll dribble to his right. He goes to his left. Looks, looks, passes it over. Ten seconds on the shot clock. As Coling dribbles in the lane, he'll get on the left wing to Banovets. There's five seconds on the shot clock as Gibbons does a fadeaway and misses. Rebound taken down by Austin Holt. They can cut into the four-point lead. McCarroll thought about a three, doesn't take it, goes right down the lane, dumps it off underneath, layup is missed. There was contact, no call, as Banovets gets it to Harris. Harris comes in the lane, drops it off his foot, but gets it back to Gibbons. Gibbons dribbles to his right. He'll bounce it behind him to Banovets for three. Oh, it's partway down and popped out. 35-31. Man, that was partway down. McCarroll between the legs dribble. Gets it back top of the key. They swing it on the left side. We got an offensive foul on Hamlin. Coach Hayes asking for an explanation. I think they called a hook. It's... Three minutes and 42 seconds to go here. Nine turnovers for the Pipers. It's amazing they're only down by four, to be honest. Banovets, they didn't have all those threes. They wouldn't be. Gets will hand it off to Banovets. He'll shoot it and miss it from 18. The ball's tipped out to Coling. Now Harris will go in the lane, scoops it up, misses, but he's fouled, I think, by Austin Holt. We'll see. It is. It's on Austin Holt. So Luke Harris will head to the charity stripe. Seventy-four percent on the season, and he missed it. Carlton, an excellent free throw shooting team at seventy-seven percent as a team. That's outstanding. And Hamlin is a 69, almost 70% free throw shooting team. His second free throw is no good, too. Wow, you don't see that very often. Luke Harris missed both free throws. So the lead is still four as we're approaching three minutes to go in this half. Hamlin has the ball left to right on your radio dial. Austin Holt, top of the key, hits it. He's swinging in the corner. Simperman, who still has just three shots, gets it on the left wing. Going in, the shot's up, off glass, and scoring is McCarroll. 
And it's a two-point game with 2.50 to go. Like I said before, Coach Hayes has to be happy with those nine turnovers to be only down by two. Banovitz gets it out to Harris. Now they have Getz with it. Free throw line extended left. Harris thought about a three, gets it to Getz, spins in the lane, and he'll get fouled, and they think Holt just got another one. No, they didn't call it on Holt. They called it on Worley. So Luke Harris back at the free throw line. Missed it. Luke has eight points to lead Carlton scorers, and he has missed three free throws. As you'll have another here. Made that one. 36-33, a one-possession game with 2.29 to go in the half. Carlton has just two turnovers, nine for Hamlin, and it's a two-point game. Pass goes into Holt. The foul's going to be called on the freshman, Coling, trying to deny Holt the uh, ball. Two minutes, 21 seconds to go. There's 21 seconds to go on the shot clock. Nine-nothing in points off turnovers, Carlton. Pass goes in the corner. Hamlin, Holt, hands it off to McCarroll, dribbles to his right, then to his left, and they double-team him and steal the ball away. Luke Harris comes up, and it's knocked away from behind by the young man who turned the ball over on the other end. That's Veldman. Turnover number 10 for Hamlin. Like I say, for them to be in a one-possession game with 10 turnovers and 9 nothing points off turnovers is kind of amazing. Get out front Banovets. He'll hand it off to Harris. Gets it back to Banovets for three, and it's no good. Rebound taken down by Simperman for Hamlin. Carlton's gone cold after being very efficient for a while. Simperman gets it back out front. Holt swings it on the left side. They get it down on the baseline. He turns to spin, and they're going to call a foul on Miles Fritch. McCarroll was trying to go baseline, and Fritch was trying to shut him off, and they call him for a foul. 36-33 Carlton. Hamlin can inch ever closer here. If McCarroll can hit these free throws. He's a 50% free throw shooter, and he missed the first one badly. Barely grazed the rim. 36-33. Harris has the ball. Dribbles right, then left. Well, they let a lot of contact go on. And the freshman, Coling, hits a triple. To make it 39-33, big bucket there. 90 seconds to go in the half. Holt swings it on the left side. Simperman gets the ball, can't catch it. It was thrown really hard. It's another turnover. Harris is going to shoot a three. It's no good. Rebound Banovets. He's going to go back up off glass and score. Minute 15 to go. It's an eight-point Carlton lead, their biggest of the night. Boy, this was a couple-point game just a moment ago. Velman gets it out. Simperman, they've really done an outstanding job on him. As Velman goes top of the key, they get it back on the right side to McCarroll. Holt gets it back to McCarroll for three. Bang! It's another triple. And that's keeping them in this game. 41-36. Hamlin Pipers have seven threes and 11 shots. As pass goes on the left wing, gets 
Rifles it in the corner. Fritch for three. In and out. No good. Rebound taken down by Simperman. A three would make it a two-point game. 30 seconds to go. Holt has it. He'll bounce it on the block. Simperman, or not Simperman, but uh, Nick Worley scores right under the basket. And guess what, folks? It's a three-point game again. It was eight a blink ago. 15 seconds to go. They're going to go for the last shot here. There's 10 seconds now to go as Luke Harris has the ball in his right hand, now switches to his left, and Coley might have turned his ankle as Harris throws up a shot. The official stops. Oh, there was a, a foul on Holt. So Coley's going to come out here, the freshman, and he's limping badly as he comes off. So Gibbons is back on the floor as the freshman will get some ice on that baby right away. As Harris is at the free throw line where he struggled a little tonight. Swishes the first one. Luke with 10 points. We said earlier he averages about 21. And he made them both. Five point lead, 2.8 seconds. They let him dribble most of the floor. He didn't get the shot off in time, and he made it. And that is the first half, 43-38. 43-38 is your score at halftime. Carlton Knights on top of the Hamlin Pipers. So check out the MIC scores if they're reported on the MIC scoreboard during our Federated Insurance Halftime Report, which is... The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication, tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Well, let's see. In the second quarter, if you're interested in some women's scores, in the second quarter... No, now the scoring is changing on my scoreboard, even as I speak. The fourth quarter is about to begin. Gustavus leads Concordia 64-60 to in St. Peter. Those are a couple of titans on the women's side. Second quarter, about seven minutes to go. 19-12 Bethel over St. Scholastica up in Duluth. Augsburg in men's basketball has a 35-30 lead at the half. Over the St. Mary's University Cardinals. That game's being played in Winona. 
Here, of course, Carlton leads Hamlin 43-38. We'll go over the stats in a moment. First half is in the books over at St. Olaf. The Oles at home are trailing St. John's 49-31. to Yeah, those Johnnies are really good. Cooper Vaughn hit a three-pointer for the last uh, shot of the half. He has 13 points in the first half for the Johnnies. Women's basketball score in the second quarter. Three minutes to go. Augsburg over St. Mary's 22-18. St. Catherine up on McAllister 24-21 with a minute and 10 seconds to go in the first half. It's a final. Gustavus defeats Concordia in women's basketball tonight. 64-60. Sounds like a good game. So again, our score here is 43-38 Carlton. We'll go over the team stats first. Carlton is shooting here at the half. 47%, 58% for Hamlin. Yeah, they're blistering the Nets. They're 7 of 11. That's almost 64% from three-point range. Carlton is 3 of 11 from Trayland. Knights are 4 for 8 from the free-throw line. That obviously is not good. Three for four is Hamlin. So the Pipers got to feel fortunate to be down only by five with all the turnovers they've had. And Carlton's been able to cash in on a number of these turnovers. Points off turnovers, 11-0 Carlton. Points in the paint, 24-14 Carlton. Second chance points, Carlton six, Hamlin nothing. Fast breaks, each team has three points. Bench, Hamlin 12, Carlton five. Concern here is on Sam Colding, the freshman for Carlton. He went out and he was, he was not walking very well. He was very ginger on that ankle. As Carlton leads it, 43-38 here at the half. Rebounds, 15 for Hamlin and 16 for Carlton. Carlton has seven offensive rebounds. Hamlin has one. Of course, when you're shooting lights out like they are, you don't get a lot of opportunities for offensive rebounds. Eight fouls were called on Hamlin. Seven fouls were called on Carlton in the first half. Carlton had eight assists, five for Hamlin. Turnovers, 11 by the Pipers, two by the Knights. Steals, nine by Carlton, one by Hamlin. So those are some of the team statistics. We'll take a look at some individual statistics when we return during our Federated Insurance Halftime Report. The Carlton Knights here at home in Northfield leading the Hamlin Pipers 43 to 38. Carlton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carlton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant. And classes small enough offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors.
Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops lifelong learners. Well, here at halftime, here are your individual statistics. I'll go over Hamlin first. The Hamlin Pipers in the first half were led by Mick Worley. He's got 13 points. He's 3 of 5 from Trayland. He's 5 for 8 from the field. Has 2 assists and 4 rebounds. Played just over 17 minutes. Daniel McCarroll has 12 points off the bench. He does not have any rebounds, nor does he have any assists. He played 10 minutes, or excuse me, 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Austin Holt has five points, four rebounds, and two assists in 15 minutes. Sam Hoffman's two for two from Trey Land for six points. He has three rebounds in nine minutes and 47 seconds. Carroll was two for two from Trey Land. Already told you, Worley was three for five. Bradley Simperman, their leading scorer, was 0 for 3 from the field. He was 0 for 1 from three-point range. He had no points, two rebounds. And so if you're Coach Hayes right now, you're going, our leading scorer did not score in the first half, and we're still within five. We had ten turnovers and gave up double-digit points off those turnovers, and we're still only down by five. We're shooting lights out. 64% 64% almost from three-point range, 7 of 11. And from the field, they are 58.3%, 14 of 24. The Carlton Knights, as I said before, are 3 for 11 from three-point range in their home gym. And they're 4 for 8 from the free-throw line. We come into this game an excellent free-throw shooting team at 77%. 4 for 8 you know, if you get a couple more of those, obviously, it's a bigger than five-point lead. Biggest lead by Carlton was eight. The best scoring run in the first half was by Carlton at nine. Hamlin's biggest lead was six. They were up nine. Well, they are up six-nothing early. And their best scoring run is six as well. We'll go over the Carlton night individual statistics the Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging but it's also uniquely supportive instead of competing students embrace a spirit of collaboration unlike most colleges Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year fall winter and spring which allows students to focus more completely on their classes Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Owatonna's rich history and all that Owatonna has to offer.
Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Well, let's take a look at those Carleton individual statistics in the first half. Leading the way is Luke Harris. He has 11 points, two rebounds, and they say one assist in 15 minutes and 47 seconds of action. He was four of seven for the field. Three of six from the free throw line, over one from Treyland. Matt Banovich has ten points, hit two triples in four attempts. He's four of nine from the field. Six rebounds, one assist, 18 minutes and 24 seconds. Seven points for Sam Colding. The freshman played just over 15 minutes. He went down with a sprained ankle, and he is not on the floor right now. So we'll see who they have in his stead. Been hopping around on one leg there. Well, looks like he's might, might he had to jump up and down on one leg, I think, to show the coaches he could go. Has an ankle brace on that right ankle, and it looks like he's going to be okay. Sam Colling, that's good news for Carlton, obviously. Again. Colling played just over 15 minutes, had seven points and two rebounds, three of four from the field, one for one from Treyland. Spencer Getz had six points, three rebounds, four assists in just over 15 and a half minutes. Alex Gibbons had four points. He did not have a rebound. He played just over 12 minutes, was two for five from the field, 0 for one from three-point range. Miles Fritch off the bench, played 10 minutes and 14 seconds, 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 from Treyland, 1 for 2 from the free throw line. One point, one rebound, 10-14. Chuck Sweat had four points on two of four shooting. He was 0 for 1 from Treyland, had one rebound in just over six and a half minutes. Gabriel Cummings played 624. He was 0 for 1 from the field. Had one assist in his time on the floor. Hamlin is 7 of 11 for three-point range. Carlton is 3 for 11. Hamlin is 14 of 24 from the field. Carlton is 18 of 38. They got all those extra possessions because of turnovers by the Hamlin Pipers. I'm sure Coach Hayes told his team, if we cut down on our turnovers, we're going to win this game. No problem if we shoot like we shot in the first half. Carlton will be going left to right on your radio dial. The Hamlin Pipers right to left. We'll have that second half in 97. Carlton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carlton develops life long learners. 
Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities, too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Well, we get ready to start the second half here. The Hamlin Pipers and the Carlton Knights. Carlton up 43-38, primarily because of points off turnovers. 11-0 for Carlton. Points in the paint, 24-14. Keeping them in the game is a three-point shot by Hamlin. And they're shooting overall. I mean, they're shooting 58% for the field, while Carlton is shooting 47%. Like the starters are on the floor for Hamlin. Mick Worley, Bradley Simperman, Sam Hoffman, Brendan Ebel, and Austin Holt. For Carlton, it's Spencer Getz, Alex Gibbons, Sam Coling, Matt Banovetz, and Luke Harris. As I said, Coling looks to be okay. He turned his ankle, looked like pretty badly in the first half, but he's got a brace on that right ankle. Probably still a little ginger. Reverse. Simperman misses a reverse layup. Shots up. No good. Rebound taken down by Coling. So he's able to elevate and get that. He hands it off to Harris. Right-handed waist-high dribble. Brings it around to the Carlton logo. Left to right. Coling out front. Gibbons gets it to Getz. Getz free throw line extended right. Tries to get it back to Gibbons. Knocked away. Gets it back. He goes right baseline under the basket. He'll pass it to Harris. He'll swing it over to Coling. There's seven seconds on the shot clock. There's five seconds on the shot clock. Gibbons is forced into a long-range jumper. It's no good. When they've had a lot of uh, close calls with that shot clock, Banovich just knocked the ball away, and it's another turnover for Hamlin. Harris, Banovich, thought about a three. All kinds of contact, no foul, and Coling goes in and scores. I don't know how they couldn't call a foul on uh, Banovich. Drive to the basket. He had his arm ripped off. My, oh, my. So Coling will go to the free throw line, and I guess the bum ankle is not so bum. 45-38. Man, oh, man. As Coling, the freshman from Michigan, swish, completes the three-point play, and they're up to an eight-point lead, 46-38. That's been their biggest. As Hamlin has another turnover, and there's now 14 points off of those. Simperman trying to get him going. Missed another layup. Rebounds taken down. He has not made a shot yet. Harris dribbles up the floor. A little skip and a step between the legs. Dribble. Dribbles to his left. Free throw line. Gets it behind him to Getz. Here's a three by Banovets. No good. Rebound taken down by Holt. Holt will get it out to his teammate Hoffman. Now Holt will shoot the three. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Banovets. We'll see if they can extend this eight-point lead with 18 minutes to go in the game. Harris passes it to Getz. Stops in the lane, shoots, comes up short. Rebound taken out by Carlton. Gibbons out to Harris. Harris goes in the lane, tried to dump it off to Banovitz and turns it over. Had the right idea there. He points to himself and says, my bad. It's 46-38 Carlton. That's just their third turnover. Is bringing the ball up. 
is Ebel. He'll dribble to his left. Passes it on the left wing. There's a shot. No good from three. Rebound taken down by Holt. And I think they're going to call a foul on Gibbons. He's trying to poke the ball. No, they called it on Coling. So Coling gets called for his second foul. He's got 10 points. Harris has 11. And Banovitz has 10. Great balance here by Carlton. Pass goes on the left wing. They get it back to Holt. Now top of the key. Evil dribbles left side of the lane. Is shut off. Gets it back out front to Holt. There's 11 seconds on the shot clock. Simperman, they're still trying to get him going. He missed another layup. Rebound taken down by Banovich. And Harris was bringing the ball up the floor. And they're going to call a foul on Ebel, who tried to take a charge. And eh. It's pretty rare they'll call that when you're bringing a ball up the floor. That far away from the basket. It's pretty rare that an offensive foul is called in this situation. 17.26 to go. 30 seconds on the shot clock, they say, for Carlton. They're up by eight as Luke Harris dribbles the ball right-handed, hands it off to Banavets, top of the key. Banavets with the ball. Not a Coling, the freshman, dribbles to his right. 16 seconds on the shot clock. Gets in the lane, fakes one way, then goes the other. Dishes it out to Banovets for three. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Hamlin. Well, they passed up a layup for a three that time. Bounce pass. Uh, Harris almost got a steal there. As Holt has it knocked away from behind, they're going to call Gibbons for a reach-in. He did the old wraparound reach-in, which wasn't allowed at all when I was a kid. <laughs> you see it all the time now. 46-38, and it is rarely called. So McCarroll will inbound it for the Hamlin Pipers. It's 16.51 to go in regulation. Holt, right side. They get it. Here's a three. No good. Rebound taken on by Givens. Well, you knew that three-point shooting probably was not going to continue. Given passed it right side to Harris. Carlton letting some precious possessions here come up empty. Here's a Colding long-range jumper. It's no good. Rebound, Banovitz. Boy, I love that young man's hands. He just really is so cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> Grabbing that rebound as Holt almost had the ball stolen. Unnecessary dribble gets on the left side. Evil goes inside the lane, up off glass, missed. Rebound taken out by guess who? Banavets. He'll pass it over to Harris. Harris dribbles to his left, wants to get it back to Banavets. Now Harris gets it back. He bounces it into Banovets. He gets pushed from behind, pushed from behind. Passes it to Coling, going toward the basket. The ball's turned over as Hamlin brings the ball up. And a travel is called. He did do the bunny hop. Sam Hoffman did a little bunny hop when he caught the ball. 15.45 to go. It's a 10-point Carlton lead, their biggest of the night. Trying to pick up their fourth win in the MIC. So is Hamlin. Both teams are three and two in Mayak play. As Harris hands it off to Coling, he'll swing it right side to Banavet. Banavet's top of the key gets it to Getz. Getz will dribble to his left. Now hands it off to Gibbons. Gibbons at the free throw line will get it back to Getz. 
Goes baseline left side, then goes right side of the hoop. It scores off glass. It's 50 to 38, and Jim Hayes says, I've seen enough. I gotta make some adjustments. Carlton 50, Hamlin 38. That's right. 50 to 38, which means Hamlin has not scored at all. Carlton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. 15 minutes, 22 seconds to go in regulation. It's 50-38 Carleton. They've gone on a 7 nothing run to start the half. They're up 43-38 at the half. As Hamlin's gone a little cold here so far, here in the second half. Simperman came into this game shooting 51% from the field. And he is old. For six from the field tonight, he has not scored a single point, and he averages almost 20 a game. Holt swings the left side. Evil back to Holt, back to Evil, guarded by Gibbons. Pokes at the ball, gets it back out front to Holt. The free throw line spins, gets it out top of the keeper. Three bottom of the net. That was a set play out of the timeout. And Hamlin breaks the goose egg. They had not scored prior to that this half. Gets in the lane. Gets it over to Coling. Coling will get it back to Harris. Harris. Carlson had a really good baseline action in this game. And Harris gets tripped as he's... Oh, my. They say he stepped out of bounds. He got tripped. Coach Kershaw can't believe it, and frankly, neither can I. It's 50 to 41. Man, oh man. That's kind of brutal. As Holt swings it right side to Simperman, and almost a steal by Banovich. Holt will pull up and take a three, and he almost banked it in. Rebound's taken out by Banovich. Gets it over to Harris. Ended up being off the side of the backboard. Harris dribbles to his left. Gets it back to Getz. He'll hand it off to Banavets. Thought about the three. Decides against it. 16 seconds on the shot clock. Sweats in the game now for Carlton. He'll bounce it. There's 10 seconds on the shot clock. As Getz goes down the lane. Fakes one way. Goes the other. Misses the shot. Getz ends up with a errant ball. Just comes right to him. And he puts it up out the window. It's 52-41. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. As... Hamlin, trying to get back in this game, have Holt with the basketball, swings it on the right side. Worley had a bunch of threes in the first half. Here's a turnaround jumper, it's no good. Simperman cannot buy a basket, he's 0 for 7. As Harris brings the ball up the floor, skipping his step, passes it to Banavitz, hands it off to Harris. Harris thinks about the three, does it do it? They have a blocking foul on Hamlin.
going to be on Austin Holt checking in for the Pipers. Going to be Mick Worley. O'Chase did not like that last call, but. So Getz takes one dribble, passes it over to Banavets. Banavets will dump it back to Getz. Boy, I love the baseline action here by Carlton. Get these little two, four, five footers. It's 54 41. Simperman. I'm kind of surprised that Hamlin hasn't gone to his zone to stop that baseline stuff that Carlton's running here. Looking to dribble, penetrate. Again, a little bully ball. Shots up off glass, no good. And we're going to have a foul called on Carlton. You can lower your shoulder into the defender on your way to the basket, but you can't <laughs> touch the guy. 12 minutes, 54 seconds to go at the free line is McCarroll. It's a 13-point Carlton lead. Carroll hits the first free throw. And he rings in the second one. 54-43. It's an 11-point game. Luke Harris brings the ball up. Right-handed dribble to Fritch. Dribbles to his left. Bounces it back to Harris. Again, all kinds of contact there. Benevitz has Simperman on. In the lane, he wanted to uh, pass the ball. Somebody comes over to help out and gets uh, elbow in the chops. But he was right in the grill of the of Benevitz. I think it's Ebel. No, it's Veldman. Veldman got the elbow to the chops, and I don't know what they're talking about here, but the official is talking to Chuck Sweat. Carlton will inbound it underneath their own basket with 20 seconds on the shot clock. 12.41 on the game clock. Harris lobs it into Banavets, chases it down to the volleyball attack line. Carlton left to right on your radio dial. Harris between the legs dribble. It's the screen for Banavets. He'll pass it out top of the key to Getz. Getz, little extra pace on the dribble. What a great job of lulling him to sleep with a dribble and then kicking it into another gear. 56-43. Getz has 14 points in this game. Spencer Getz is faking right, going left as McCarroll. Pass it in the left corner. There's that young man from three again. Man, can he hit. Bradley hits the triple. He's got two of them this half. Sam Bradley is a junior 6'6 from Minneapolis. Went to Minneapolis South. Harris weaves his way underneath. Missed the layup. Rebound taken down by Simperman. It's a 10-point game. They can get it to single digits here with 11.47 to go. That's almost another turnover. Simperman goes in the lane. Throws it up. I thought he might have traveled. He missed another shot. Gets passes it left side to Harris, out front to Fritch. He'll swing it over to Banavets. Banavets bounces it on the baseline again. Oh my, Banavets was wide open underneath. They didn't see him. Fritch three, no good. Rebound. Banavets back up and he's fouled. Matt Banavets. Oh my gosh, did they call a foul on Banavets? Coach Kershaw. I thought his head was going to hit the ceiling. He jumped so high. That's an unbelievable call. 
Well, we got a full timeout here with 11 minutes and 20 seconds to go. The score, 56-46, Carlton. As the officials are talking something over here. Banovitz, I thought, did an awesome job grabbing that rebound. And we'll have to see what the decision is. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. 11 minutes, 20 seconds to go. Carleton's up by 10. Their largest lead has been 13. It looked like they were going to pull away. So coming out of the timeout here, Banovitz will get to uh, shoot free throws. They called a flagrant on Hamlin. And the foul was called on Hamlin's Mick Worley. So Banovitz free throw is short. Of course, nobody's on the line. <laughs> Used to hate this. You're the only person standing at the line. And he missed the next one. He's like, I can't believe I missed them both, but when nobody's on the line, <laughs> and the whole world's watching you, at least in the gym. 56-46 with 11.20 to go in regulation. Still plenty of time. As now, Harris will inbound the ball. He'll lob it into Sweat. Sweat will hand it off to Gibbons. Great bounce pass underneath. Banovitz layup. I love the baseline action, and Hamlin has not made an adjustment to shut that off yet. Which kind of surprises me, to be honest. As Hamlin almost a steal by Banovitz, but he gets called for the foul. That'll be his second. Banovitz with 14. Harris with 11. Gets with 13. Pass comes in. The Hamlin Pipers trying to eat into the double-digit leaders. Another three, and he hit another one. Three triples for Hamlin's Sam Bradley, the 6'6 junior from Minneapolis, and somebody better live on his arm. 58-49, it's a single-digit game. As we get a foul way out front on the Hamlin Pipers. Mick Worley was trying to crowd Banovich. Coach Hayes, you can hear him yelling, no fouls. The sweat dribbles to his right and hands it off to Gibbons. Out front to Banovich. One dribble, now to Fritch. Fritch dribbles to his left. He'll lob it to Gibbons. Wants to go to the basket. Wants to go to the basket. All kind. Oh, right, they call the travel. There's all kinds of contact there. So it ends up in a turnover by Carlton. Man, oh man. All kinds of contact. 
and I realize that basketball is a contact sport. I'm not saying it's not, but boy, oh boy. The stuff they let them do these days is amazing. Holt, top of the key, swings the left side. They bounce it to McCarroll. He's guarded by Fritch. Goes in the lane, tries the other way. He misses everything. Rebound comes down to Sweat. 58-49. And neither of these coaches are very happy with the officiating here. Harris goes down the lane, and they got a a tie-up called. How did that get called? Harris was going down the lane. It looked to me like he had control of the ball the whole way. <laughs> Coach Hayes said travel, and I, I thought the same thing, to be honest. And they call a tie-up, and I didn't even see how that happened. 20 seconds on the shot clock. Carlton should start using a little bit of that. And there's a turnover, and then they turn it right back over. Gibbons gets it to Harris. Harris out front to Banovets, goes down the baseline, and makes the layup. 60 to 49. Oh boy, the points in the paint have been phenomenal tonight for the Carlton Knights. Man, oh man, they're just living in the paint. Out front, here's another three by Hamlin. It's no good. Boy, if I were them, I'd keep giving it to the young man who can't miss a three. That's not knowing who your hot shooter is. Harris dribbles to his left, hands it off to Coling. The freshman who went on down with a sprained ankle in the first half but has played this half quite a few minutes, and Gibbons did travel. He shuffled the feet. With nine minutes and 14 seconds to go in regulation, it's 60-49, to 49, and Hamlin just hanging around here. 40 points in the paint for Carlton. 40. I really am shocked that Hamlin has not gone zone to shut down that baseline stuff. Here's baseline stuff for them. McCarroll scores. And it's 60-51 to 51 back to a single-digit game with 8.52 to go. Plenty of time. Harris dribbles to his left. He'll bounce it to Banovets. Banovets wants to go to the basket. He'll be shut. Well, he'll be fouled. By Sam Bradley, the 6'6 junior. That's his first. Banavets will go to the free throw line. He missed two and there was nobody on the line. We'll see if he makes these. So Banavets' free throw is good. I told you, it makes a difference when there's nobody on the line, man. And he hit them both. Back up to an 11-point lead for Carlton. Eight minutes, 43 seconds to go. As the uh, Knights are going to take a timeout. Leading 62-51. to I think that's a good timeout by Coach Kershaw. They got some uh, baseline action of their own that last time, and he wants to make sure that doesn't happen Since again. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Oatana's rich history and all that Oatana has to offer.
18 points off turnovers for Carlton, kind of the key stat in this game. They're up 62 to 51. It says here that both teams have had 55 possessions. I don't think that can be possible, to be honest. Hamlin has 14 turnovers. Carlton has eight. The shots, 55 for Carlton and 41 for Hamlin. So that, that's off on the stats here. It says possessions 55 each. But points in the paint, 40 to 16. Rebounds, 32-21. Carlton has really taken over the glass here in the second half. As bringing the ball up is Hamlin. Right to left on your radio dial. Bradley, the guy with three threes, gave the ball up. Gets it back top of the key. They got sweat on him. Holt bounces on the left side. Spinning McCarroll. Stepped out of bounds. They call a foul on Carlton. He stepped out of bounds before any foul happened. They call Getz for a foul. I thought he stepped out of bounds before there was contact. So the lob pass goes on the left side. It's knocked away by Harris. He might have knocked that off of the uh, Piper, but they didn't see it that way. And so Piper's will inbound. <laughs> Down 62-51 with 8.27 to go. McCarroll will be the inbounder here for Hamlin. He'll lob it way out front. Simperman is not even on the floor here, and he's our leading scorer. He just has not had a single basket tonight. Bounce pass goes into hold. He spins, misses the layup. The putback is made by Hamlin as scoring is evil. And we're back to a single-digit game with 8.05 to go. Harris to Getz. Getz is on the left wing, gets it to Harris in the corner. Left side, he'll shoot the three, and it's good! Cool hand, Luke hits a big triple with 7.50 to go. It's 65-53. You just stop and pop. Evil gets it in the corner. A fake three, then they are going to three, and it's going to be a good three. By Sam Hoffman, 65-56. As Harris looking to bring the ball up, Holt jumps on him. They get it underneath the coaling. The freshman drives baseline, is shut off, gets it back to Givings, out to Harris. Carlton needs to, yep, they're improving their spacing here. Harris thought about a three. Ten seconds on the shot clock yet. Spins one way, then the other. Bounce the baseline to get it into Coley. And a nice little floater. Great ball action again. Terrific passing. The interior passing by Carlton has been awesome. It's 67-56. McCarroll's out front with the ball. The Holt handoff back to McCarroll. Dribbles to his right. He'll get it behind him. They get it inside the hole. Wide open layup is good. Back to a single-digit game with 6.50 to go. But if you're handling, you can't afford to trade buckets as Harris brings the ball up with a right-handed waist-tied dribble. Switches to his left, top of the key. They come out on him. Somebody's got to flash the basket when that happens. Gets, looks, looks. Running baseline Gibbons. There are 14 seconds to go. Harris passes over to Sweat for three, and it's good! Chuck Sweat hits an awesome three, and it's 70-58 to 58 with 6.23 to go, and the official takes the time here for something. They want to adjust the shot clock. 
Simperman's going to check back in. Also coming in for Hamlin is Mick Worley. They are the two leading scorers on this team. 6.21 to go. It's 70-58 to 58 Carlton. Banovets has 18-14 for Harris. 14 for Getz. Hamlin, pass top of the key. They're going to try and shoot some more threes. Simperman. Pass it in the corner. Underneath Holt goes up, missed the layup, and a foul's called, I think, on Sweat. And it is. That's the worst thing you could have happen if you're a Carlton fan. The clock has stopped, and they can eat into the lead. There's Holt. Missed the free throw. Holt is actually the second leading scorer on this team. He's a 72% free throw shooter, and he made that one. Hamlin's going to put on some pressure here. 6.03 to go. It's an 11-point Carlton lead. If I'm Carlton, I do not shoot unless there's under 10 seconds to go on the shot clock the rest of the way. Getz will hand it off to Harris. Layup is no good. He missed it. Right-handed left side. 5.44 to go. Simperman looks to dribble, penetrate, stops, pops, misses. Comes up short again. Gets his miss back up, and finally he scores. With 5.35 to go in the game, he gets his first field goal. There was a lid on the basket for him. Harris trying to get open. They were trying to deny Harris the ball, and, and uh, Luke has... A couple of words with the official on that one as Gibbons is going to check back in here with five minutes and 23 seconds to go in this game. It's 70 to 61. Hamlin <laughs> just keeps hanging around and the reason is three-point shooting. They have 11 triples. Carlton has five in this game. Shooting percentages right now, Carlton's at 49%, 47% is Hamlin. Vipers are 55% from three-point range, 11 of 20. Carlton is 5 of 18. That's under 28%. Rebounds 32 for Carlton, 24 for Hamlin. Hamlin has, let's see here, offensive rebounds. They have 5, and Carlton has 12. 13 to 11, Carlton has two more assists than Hamlin. Turnovers 14-8. Hamlin has the 14. Bench points 25-8 in favor of Hamlin. Steals 11-3 in favor of Carlton. Points off turnovers 18-2 Carlton. And that's why they have a nine-point lead with 527 to go. Again, pressure is going to be put on here. They deny Harris the ball. Banovitz gets it and will bring it up. Across the logo. Right-handed waist-high dribble. Hands it off to Harris. Harris dribbles to his left to Coling. He'll swing it right side to Banavets. Banavets bounces it to Getz. Gets it back to Harris. Harris weaving his way toward the basket. Gets underneath. Oh, he's falling down. And he made the basket. A circus basket by Luke Harris. He was trying to get around the defender as he's falling down. He throws the shot up and makes it. With 5.04 to go. Coach Hayes telling the official that he's bailing him out as Luke 
cool hand Luke at the free throw line. His team up by 11. <laughs> that was a horse shot. And he makes it. <laughs> the presence of mind, the incredible concentration. You're falling to the floor. It's incredible. <laughs> As Hamlin might have carried the ball there. And the Piper's evil. Bounces it to Holt. Holt wants to bully his way to the basket. Here's a three. Shuffle the feet. Rebound taken down by Gibbons. It's a 12-point Carlton lead with 4.40 to go. And I would definitely be milking some of that shot clock the rest of the way here. Harris dribbles to his right. Hands it off. Hamlin can't score if they don't have the ball. He gets it to gets. Here's a three by Gibbons. It's an air ball. With four minutes and 26 seconds to go. Well, that was an empty possession. 73-61 Carlton. They roll the ball in as we're approaching four minutes to go. I always say if it's a single-digit game at the four-minute mark, you got a game. Evil dribbles left. All right. Looks, looks, gets it to Holt at the free throw line. He'll dump it off down low, and and Coling tried to knock it off of the Piper, but I guess it's going to be Hamlin Ball. 16 seconds to go on the shot clock. 4.11 to go on the game clock. Carlton up by 12, 73-61. Hamlin will inbound it underneath their own basket. Pass goes in the corner. He elevates, misses. Rebound taken down by Hamlin again. Holt got the rebound. Carlton had dominated on the glass, but now Hamlin, uh, well, they could feel this one slipping away, so they're putting in the extra effort to get the rebound. Fouls on Banovets his third, so Holt will go to the free-throw line here. Hamlin is a six of eight from the charity stripe, and Carlton is eight for 14 from the free-throw line. As he missed the first free throw. The second one is good. 11-point lead with 4.07 to go. Banovitz will bring the ball up. They were denying Harris the ball. Banovitz hands it off to Harris. Passes it over to Gibbons. Now to Getz. Getz. Colding runs through the lane. Getz. We'll pass it across the lane to Banovitz for three. It's no good. Rebound taken down by Holt. 344 to go, and Hamlin needs points in a hurry. Down by 11. Holt dribbles right side of the lane, tried to get it in the corner. Now he'll lob it underneath. There's a layup. And Hamlin scores on the layup. This thing's not over yet. It's back to a nine-point lead for Carlton as they have not scored Last couple possessions, three minutes, 34 seconds to go in this one. Carlton 73, Hamlin 64. Anybody that heard the game a year ago, this thing is not Carlton over. College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carlton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world. Three minutes, 34 seconds to go in regulation. The way Hamlin shot threes to start this game, they're just three threes away from tying this game with 3.34 to go. So again, 
Hopefully Coach Kershaw's got some good action, get a surefire bucket on this possession and extend that nine-point lead. Gibbons will bring the ball up for Carlton, being guarded by McCarroll. He'll dribble to his left, hand it off to Coling, the freshman. He gets it out to Harris. Harris looks to dribble penetrate. There's 13 seconds on the shot clock. Gets has it. 10 seconds. Gets out to Coling. Coling shoots from the free throw line, and it's no good. Rebound taken down by Holt. We're approaching three minutes to go. It's a 73-64 Carlton lead. McCarroll bounces it on the base or on the block. It's spinning left and right, shooting and scoring. All of a sudden, Hamlin's become super efficient as Worley scores. It's a seven-point game with 2.50 to go. Banovitz tells Harris to just go ahead. He's got it as he brings the ball up the floor. 73-66. It's been three minutes since Carlton has scored a field goal. Here's a shot, Banovitz from three. It's no good. Rebound. Gibbons got it, and he got fouled by McCarroll. Tried to look like a hockey hip check. As Gibbons is at the free throw line, and boy, they they need these. 226 to go, up by seven. Made it. Swish. Alex Gibbons is a 83% free throw shooter. Made a both. Hamlin's going to bring in Hoffman, another three-point shooter for Evil. So they got another three-point shooter in there with two minutes and 26 seconds to go in regulation and a nine-point Carlton lead as McCarroll has the ball, dribbles, gets it in the corner for three. It's no good. Rebound Holt. Holt will pass it out front. Here's another three. McCarroll, bang, he hits it. Not a hand in the face. 75-69 with 2.07 to go. A year ago, it was Hamlin that was well ahead. Actually, it was under 10 seconds to go, a two-possession game, and they ended up losing. Here, Carlton is up by six with a minute 50. Harris goes down the lane. Looks like they tried to reach in. He missed the layup. Here's a drive on the baseline. The pass comes out front. They're going to try a three. No, Simperman goes in. He goes in, and he's going to be fouled. <laughs> He might have traveled before he got contact, but I'm not going to call it. Minute 34 to go in the game. <laughs> Last year, the roles were reversed. It was Hamlin protecting a, what looked like a really good lead. And the best thing for Hamlin, and Simperman misses the free throw. A 77% free throw shooter missed the charity stripe. He can make it a five-point game with a minute 34 to go. And he missed them both. Rebound taken down by Getz. Unbelievable. Simperman has just two points in this game. The leading scorer on the Hamlin team. Getz brings it across midcourt. And they get a push in the back. How, the, how? Why do they let guys push people in the back when they're dribbling with the ball? I'll never know. Coach Kershaw took a timeout. He wants to know where the ball's going to be inbounded. 
And they're going to inbound it nearly right in front of the Carlton bench. His team needs, they need points on this possession. 75-69, a minute 23 to go. We'll be back Carleton in 30 Carleton College's seconds. faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant. And classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. One minute, 23 seconds to go in regulation. It's 75-69. Carleton has the ball. There's 19 seconds on the shot clock. Minute 23 on the game clock. Harris inbounds it to Coling, the freshman. Looks like he wants to get the ball back to Harris. He does. Harris will dribble to his left. He'll bounce it on the left side. Banovets wants to go to the basket. He gets shut off. He'll hand it behind him to Coling, and the leader's good. What a big shot. An eight-footer by the freshman in the lane in a 77-69. Hamlin needs to score in a hurry. We're under a minute to go. Holt takes the one dribble, passes underneath. They get a wide-open layup. The shot's blocked. Great block as Banovets ends up with it. Man, it looked like he was wide open for a layup that time. And we're going to have a foul. You almost have to here with 45 seconds to go. Foul's going to be called on on uh, Brendan Ebel. And Luke Harris will go to the free throw line for some clutch free throws here. His team's up by eight with 45 seconds to go in the game. As the Piedmont California Juniors free throw is good. Rims in. He's got 18. Looking for number 19. 18 for Banovitz, 14 for Getz, and 14 for Coling. As he hit them both, it's a 10-point lead with 45 seconds to go. Well, and you're almost in launch mode now. McCarran gets the layup, missed it. Banovitz got the rebound, and that might just do it. Banovitz takes one dribble to get out of trouble, and they're going to call a foul on Hamlin. It's going to be on McCarroll. Banovitz runs to the other end to shoot his free throws with 32.3 seconds to go. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, that Harris falling down shot off glass needs to be a highlight reel. On ESPN, as he Banovitz hits the free throw, <laughs> it's eighty to sixty-nine, and he hits the other one. Thirty-two seconds to go, eighty-one sixty-nine. I think this one's in the bank. McCarroll to Simperman. Simperman. Doesn't even want to shoot now. Bounce pass goes underneath. Shots up. McCarroll has a shot blocked. Here's a three left side. It's no good. An air ball. Rebound comes down. And there are 12 seconds and no fouls, Coach Hayes says. The final score, 81-69. The Carlton Knights defeat the Hamlin Pipers in their first game back from the holiday break. I'm sure we'll have a player or two to visit with. Ryan Kershaw as well as Carlton improves their record to 
seven and four overall. They're four and two in the MIC conference. They're four and one now at home. Hamlin drops to five and six overall, three and three in the conference, and two and three in road games. Your final score, Carlton 81, Hamlin 69. We'll check out all the statistics in this one right after this. Every part counts at Amesbury Truth. And the most important one is the part you'll play when you join their team. As the leading provider of window and door products in North America, Amesbury Truth has a part for you. Right now, they're hiring. And those positions come with competitive wages, benefits, and plenty of opportunities too. So you never stop growing. Isn't it time you open the door to a career at Amesbury Truth? Get details and apply online at atcareers.com or amesburytruth.com slash careers. Carleton ranks number one among baccalaureate colleges in the number of alumni who have gone on to earn academic doctorates since 2007. Approximately 57% of all alums go on to graduate school within five years of graduation, and 21% of alumni go directly to graduate school in the fall after their graduation. It's another reason why Carleton develops life long learners 81 69 the final score tonight the carlton knights defeat the hamlin pipers and had great balance offensively man i love it when teams share the ball when they were peaking in this game it was so fun to watch they got so many good baseline looks and shots in the paint they just absolutely dominated the paint. 44-26 points in the paint. Points off turnovers 18-2 to for Carlton. Don't need to say a whole lot more. They did end up with 39 rebounds to 31 for the Hamlin Pipers. And they had 14 offensive rebounds. Hamlin had 8. Assists 14-13. Carlton with a 14. Again, 14 turnovers by Hamlin. And they had double-digit turnovers in the first half. Eight turnovers for Carlton. They averaged about nine a game, so they were under their average. Each team had three blocks in this game. Eight team points off turnovers. Eleven steals for Carlton and three for Hamlin. So you could tell a lot of the hustle points went Carlton's way in this game. Final shooting. It looks like the Carlton Knights shot 46% for the field, 44% for Hamlin. Three-pointers Hamlin was 50%, 12 of 24. That's what kept them in the game. Carlton was 5 of 21, which is about 24%. Carlton was 14 of 20 from the free-throw line and from the free throw line, 7 of 12 was Hamlin. When you shoot a lot of threes, you're not going to get to the free throw line a lot. They shot 24 threes, made 12. Carlton shot 21 threes and made 5 in this game. Again, terrific balance scoring by Carlton in this one. Luke Harris has 19. Matt Banovets had 20. 14 for Spencer Getz and 14 for Sam Coling. That's right. They had four guys in double figures tonight. Did the uh, Carlton Knights. Four gentlemen in double figures in this one. Just incredible. I got Spencer Getz here with me. 
Hi, Spencer. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I feel great right now. How That's... can you not? I know. You know, what was really impressive there was all the baseline action you guys got. Great passing, sharing the ball. I love watching that. I kind of looked a little bit like the Spurs for a second there. I mean, uh, we started the half with a couple one-more passes, which is, I mean, testament to our coach. We've been working on that like crazy, just making the extra pass. Uh, if you're not open, back cut, and, like, we're hitting them. We looked, we looked really good today. We were connecting a lot, and uh, I don't know about our turnover, uh, how many turnovers we had, but it couldn't be a ton. Eight. Uh, be a lot. We only had eight. Yeah, I'll take that any day. So who won't? And, of course, they had uh, 14, and you scored 18 points off those 14 turnovers. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah, a testament to our offense and our defense today, clicking on all cylinders. Spencer, you come into the game averaging about five points a game, and you had a breakout game here tonight. <laughs> I did. I was feeling it. Um, I've always looked forward to Hamlin. Uh, I, Bradley Sipperman is a player I've played against ever since I was in third grade, so he's one of those matchups that I just always look forward to playing against him. It's always a battle, and for some reason today I was able to go on the offensive end. Uh, I was focused on defense, and I think just playing hard there kind of worked out with my favorite offense too. Yep, you had 14 points, and boy, that was big. Great balance scoring. You guys are hard to beat when you're this balanced. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's a good balanced attack for our, our whole starting lineup. I think we had some good... We had some good momentum for all of us. Each one of us had a different run. And then, honestly, our bench, they played great today. I mean, it might not show on the stat sheet, but together they were just flowing and kicking the ball around, the right, making the right decisions. Simperman was one for ten from the field. One for ten from the field tonight. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. It didn't seem like his normal self today. Uh, I think the first couple shots didn't go in, and after that, he kind of got in his own head. But, like, again, that player, he'll come back next game and drop 35. He's a great player, and, I mean, there's no doubt that he's he's on phenomenal. He's definitely up for offensive player of the year. He's a great kid. Like, he's a good friend, honestly. So, all respect to him. I just think, I think it was an off night. Yeah, he played 29 minutes, 1 for 10. And, and like you say, he didn't look like himself. No, yeah, I don't know. It was something. I think they were trying to get him going. They were trying to run some plays for him, and it just wasn't falling. But again, like I said, next game he'll he'll come back and drop thirty. That's just the kind of player he is. You guys out rebounded him too, by the way. Love that. I love it. Holt's a beast in there. Holt definitely he works really really hard. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the in the entire conference. So just for us to be able to out rebound them is a testament to how hard we worked today. I'm gonna do a switcheroo here. You go over there. Sounds good. Mister uh, Colling's gonna come down here. The freshman from Michigan. Boy, when you went down with that ankle, I was sweating bullets. Oh, man. I, yeah. I, it was a little worse uh, than I – or it was a little better than I initially thought. Uh, just came down on the inside, but it feels pretty good right now. Popped some ibuprofen at halftime, which is uh, not good for my liver, but it helped the pain a little bit, which uh, helped me play through that second half, and it feels I, pretty good. I Quite frankly, when I played, I had to wear them lace-up yeah, ankle right? braces. Yeah, yeah. Why haven't they perfected those since I played? I'm I'm 65 years old. Yeah, right. I will. I think part of it is people don't tie them tight enough, which is a big issue. But I mean, these these are great. I've never had issues when I wear it, but it's when I don't wear it which right causes issues. Have so. you ever had high tops? Yeah. Well, in my middle school career, which. I didn't have any ankle injuries. I wore high top shoes, but I feel like the low tops give you a little more mo mobility going uh, horizontal. Oh, okay. So I prefer those. But I mean, it comes with a few ankle injuries. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe, but I was a high topper. Okay, okay, nice, <laughs> nice. Which probably wouldn't look too cool these days. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about what you do on the court. It's not about how you look, but yeah, 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 absolutely. So how'd your holidays go? 
Great. Terrific. Really relaxing. Great. It was super fun to play here over break. Uh, really gives that professional feel where you just have games and then you eat with the team. Um, and then our 10-day break at home was super relaxing. Great to see my family and friends again. Um, but, yeah, awesome. You know, it's not easy to step into the MIC as a freshman and play <laughs> as well as you have. I don't know if you I realize that. that. I really appreciate that. I mean, I'm just trying to play my role, do the best I can, and uh, if I'm playing well, that's great. I, I really, It's really the people around me. I mean, the, the four leaders and seniors that we have on the court beside me and Luke, the junior, and Spencer, junior, they're awesome leaders. I mean, I, I really learned so much this fall. I mean, I've learned, like, double of what I've known coming into here about basketball and just life at Carleton. I mean, they're really good mentors on the court and in the classroom and just student life. They're they're really terrific. I owe it all to them. Well, let's be honest. You go to Carleton, you're probably a sponge. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You're a sponge. Yeah. You want as much knowledge as you can possibly get, Absolutely. including on the basketball. Absolutely. I mean, obviously academics comes first, but I mean, on the court, really, it's 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 almost. I like to compare it to learning a language. You learn so much from these guys, all the terms, all the terminology, and all the the systems that we play with. It's it's totally terrific. It's awesome. I I, I love just learning so much from these guys and a great coach beside me over here. Yeah. Um, great supporting cast. They work so hard for everybody around them, and it's 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 paying off. I feel yeah. Have you chosen a career path yet? Oh man, I I just had. I just had this conversation with my father. Okay. Um, I'm feeling more pre-med right now. Um, but then I'm also really interested in math and statistics. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Definitely into the STEM. Well, um, so maybe yeah. I'll take you into research. Yes, absolutely. So uh, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of nights in the library. So we'll, we'll see that. Well, I'm glad you enjoy that. Oh, yeah. I, lo I love it. I love, I love chemistry. love biology. I love it. Fantastic. Hey, thanks, Sam. Oh, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank Congratulations. you for spending your time. Yeah, you bet. Absolutely. Big win there for the Carlton Knights. 81-69 the final. We'll be visiting with the head coach, Ryan Kershaw, I think, when we return. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand -hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Oatana's rich history and all that Oatana has to offer. The Carleton College academic environment is undeniably rigorous and challenging, but it's also uniquely supportive. Instead of competing, students embrace a spirit of collaboration. Unlike most colleges, Carleton has three 10-week terms per academic year, fall, winter, and spring, which allows students to focus more completely on their classes. Another way that Carleton develops leaders. Carleton College is committed to providing a true liberal arts education, a curriculum that challenges students to learn broadly and think deeply. Instead of training for one narrow career path, Carleton students develop the knowledge and skills to succeed in any walk of life. Carleton students learn critical thinking, problem solving, use creativity and effective communication tools to transform a collection of facts and figures into a way of understanding the world.
I got Ryan Kershaw with me. He's the head coach of the Carlton Knights. Big win here, 81-69, coach. I love the balance. Offense, great balance offensively. Great balance, without without a doubt. I mean, to see four guys in double figures uh, is great, and uh, just across the board. And you know, we've talked a lot about you know just kind of you know this break. We've been able to just to to kind of assess okay where we're at, you know, and 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 what we're kind of capable of from that standpoint too. And we're, we've had a, a solid start to the year, but I think there's more there. And our guys came back and were motivated, and and you know, I think offensively our numbers aren't necessarily where we want to be, and a lot of just. You know, how are we sharing the ball and just our shot selection and, and the guys that just did a great job executing that tonight. And we got much better quality shots, and, and it shows, you know, it's, it's a really, really quality opponent in Hamlin, a very good defensive team in Hamlin. And, and so, yeah, just very, very pleased with, you know, to see four guys in double figures, you know, Luke and Vano. You know, but but Spencer Gass was 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 terrific, yeah, yeah. and uh, we all know everybody knows what he's capable of, and uh, you know to see him play with the confidence was was really a great thing. Well, then Simperman made one shot all night. Yeah, and he's as talented offensively as, as pretty much anybody in the league. And you know, Spencer was up for the challenge, and uh, you know, he just he just battled and he worked and, and he made Brad work for for everything, and and uh, that was that was just huge. I mean, that kid's. On almost an automatic 20 points a game, and uh, and Spencer just did a terrific job on him. You scored 18 points off turnovers. Yeah, just our level of activity has been pretty good, and and we've got some guys with some natural instincts, and and uh, you know defensively, and um, you know just um, you know our attention to detail and the execution, and uh, just our level of activity was really good, and so uh, it's been a strength of ours more so this year. You know, just getting out and be able to pressure and, and, and turn teams over a little bit more, and that was that was uh, that was great. And and, uh, and really good to see. Plus eight on the glass. The rebounding was a huge, you know, Hamlin. They got some guys. Austin Holtz, one of the best offensive rebounders in the conference. And uh, he did get a couple there late. But but all in all, Sam uh, did a wonderful job on him as well as Bano and, and those other guys too. So that was a huge point of emphasis, and the guys executed that really well. You know, I, I was just talking to Sam and mentioning the fact that a freshman coming into the MIC doing what he's doing is pretty rare. Very rare and uh, just a terrific talent and we're very lucky to have him and he's just scratching the surface of what he's capable of and and uh, yeah, I could not be more excited about him and uh, he played a great game tonight and it was, it was really good to see and, and uh, I think I think he's really poised to have a great second half for us and, and the rest of his career here. I gotta say, I was a little shocked, maybe you weren't, that Hamlin never went to a zone when you guys were getting all that baseline action around the basket. I was a little shocked by that. Yeah, I think, I mean, part of it, you know, uh, Coach Hayes, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to play to their strengths, and they're a good defensive team, and I think a lot of times as a coach, it's just, okay, well, you know, what kind of adjustments can you make? And sometimes it is we need to switch our scheme up. You know, it's a man, okay. Right. But, you know, sometimes it's we just need to do our scheme better, you know, and I, I'm assuming that was probably what went into that because that's, quite frankly, how I'm a lot that way too. We don't play a lot of zone, and it's okay. Well, what are the other adjustments that we can make to, to just be better and more effective from that standpoint? Concordia this weekend, they're not a bad team. They're very good. Uh, Coach Borman has done a terrific job. Their roster is, is excellent, and uh, they're one of the more talented teams in the league for sure. Um, got great size. They get really good guard play. Matt Johnson's one of the better guards in the league, so that'll be a very, very tall task for us going up there. But I think our guys will be up for it, and um, and yeah, we'll see. It's it's we, we approach this game like a playoff game tonight, and our guys are ready, and there's no doubt on uh, you know Saturday's going to be another one just like that. Yep, 3 o'clock. We'll get underway at 2.45 here on the Mighty 920. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Gordy. Great to see you. Appreciate you. You bet.
Brian Kershaw, he's the head coach of the Carlton Knights. They're victorious tonight, 81-69. Our broadcast is service of Carlton College, Federated Mutual Insurance, Ames. Since the turn of the century, Federated Mutual Insurance Company and many of our employees have called Owatonna home. We work hand-in-hand with our neighbors through giving, volunteering, and focusing on community initiatives. We invest in this community because we love to see opportunities and advancements, such as the new high school and the downtown developments. We enjoy seeing the citizens of our great community continue to grow and thrive. And above all, we are proud to be part of Owatonna's rich history and all that Owatonna has to offer. Carleton College's faculty members are highly respected scholars, researchers, and practitioners in their field. But above all, their first priority is teaching. Every course at Carleton is taught by a professor, not a teaching assistant, and classes small enough to offer individual attention for students. A student-to-faculty ratio of 9 to 1 ensures Carleton students have plenty of opportunity for interaction with their professors. Tomorrow night, it's boys hockey. The Faribault Falcons playing host to the Albert Lee Tigers. We'll get underway about 7 o'clock right here on KDHL. Have a great 